everybody. Welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this show, we've got a fun one for you. So without further ado, let's pass it around the table here, the virtual table, because we are socially distanced. Because we are social distancing. Let's head over to Palm Harbor, Florida. Jeff and Marissa, how y'all doing tonight? Couldn't have been better. Just peachy tonight. Ooh, peachy sounds fun. Ooh, peach cookies. Those were good. Oh, the peach cookies. My mom was in Savannah for work and brought back, um, what are they called? Uh, Birds cookies. Mm-hmm. They've got like a peach flavored. They're so good. That does actually sound good. Yeah, quite amazing. So Jeff, uh, but we're good. Jeff, are you drinking tonight? Oh, you know I am. I figured. should I be? I mean, who's to say? <laughs> it's a Monday night. Uh, it's a Monday night. It's pretty much called for. Uh, I am actually drinking a large Bourbon Society of Central Florida glass of Michter Small Batch. Um, just wanted something kind of simple tonight. So, uh, pick that up out of the back and, uh, kind of down this. I've had their small batch. Their small batch is amazing. Mm-hmm. I myself have cracked open finally my bottle from a Corona Cigar Company here in Tampa. Um, a bottle of their Woodford Reserve Double Oaked Private Barrel. Um, Ooh. and I've had the, the Private Barrel from Lucan's before and that was good. I will wager to say, Jeff, this is better. I can imagine. This is a really good barrel. I'm a, I'm a big fan. But Marissa, 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 why aren't you drinking tonight? Because I have an issue with my AC joint, and I am on tramadol and naproxen. <laughs> so I am not drinking. That's just fine. We've said it here before. We'll say it again. Everyone, just handle your high. Handle your whatever it is you need to do. No peer pressure at all. If you don't want to drink, don't drink. Still, come play trivia with us. And speaking of coming to play trivia with us, we are joined by the folks behind the Savory Suitcase on YouTube, Hannah and Jeremy. Let's start with Jeremy, sir. How are you? Yo, yo, yo. Doing great. So, Jeremy and Hannah, tell us a little bit about Savory Suitcase. Go ahead, Hannah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we actually are... um we're going to call it travel vlogging. Um, we started in January of this year and have taken a couple of trips so far. And then uh, the Rona started. So, uh, so far we've basically just been doing trips around uh, basically central Florida, trying to find some of the state parks, some of the more social distancing activities that you can do while you're isolating from other people. Uh, but it's actually been really fun. That's awesome. Have you guys, I know you and I have talked about this before, but have you guys been down to that, um, or over to that, it's a, the, it's a campground you can rent that has like amazing views of the sky at night. Oh, we, oh the that's, one over in Okeechobee. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, Okeechobee State Prairie something. Uh, Preserve. Yeah, Kissimmee Prairie State Kissimmee Park. Preserve. We actually have not been there yet, but that actually, we were, we were talking about that the other day, that that one's. That one's coming up on our list. We we had reservations to go at one point, and then we had to cancel them. Um, but yeah, that that's somewhere we really want to go. It's it's so it's one of one of or is the only certified dark sky area in the state of Florida. 
but you have to do it in a tent or rent an RV because they yeah. don't actually have cabins there. And we haven't <laughs> branched into tent camping yet. So we're trying to put feelers out there, see if we can borrow a tent from somebody and maybe give that a try. So you yeah. do that. I am renting an RV. Um, once <laughs> You laugh. Once this weather gets a little bit cooler, I am renting an RV and going there for a weekend. Then I am going to drink and look at the stars and have a cigar and just oh. relax. Sounds like absolute heaven to me. But they don't have a water hook up there, which is the only thing I don't like. Uh, so okay. they've, they've got showers and everything there already, but no water hook up for the actual uh, RV. But hey, it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. And you guys are, of course, invited if you want to come along with us as well. But uh, yeah. either one of you, I know what you, you guys aren't drinking alcohol tonight, but what's in your glass? I made a fine reserve of a, a great value fruit punch water enhancer. <laughs> <laughs> Just squeeze and go. Squeeze and go, baby. That's what they called me in high school. Um, I love Hannah and all of her water enhancers. She carries like five different ones in her bag. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink plain water. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I can't oh. either. I used to. So after I had surgery, I actually couldn't have anything but plain water because everything else made me nauseous and feel sick. Um, and now I can't have plain water because it makes me nauseous. It's it's really strange. Um, but so for me, I'm enjoying the not the little slightly more bougie Cusa Light branded lemonade with decaf uh, cold brewed tea. Ooh, yeah, little bougie. Just a little bit. Jeremy, water also makes me sick unless I freeze it and pour some bourbon around it. Then I actually feel pretty good. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I understand that. I do. Yeah, I fully understand that. So, everybody, we've got a fun game for you tonight. Tonight, it is going to be a battle of the sexes. It is Jeff and Jeremy taking on Hannah and Marissa. I am going to be hosting in a game because this is the battle of the sexes. I am hosting a game written by my lovely wife, Leah. Um, and because it's a Monday night and she gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning, she will not be joining us. You just get me. But we're going to roll right into our pregame. The pregame works like this. I am going to give you, uh, there are 10 questions here. Each group is going to get five, and it's a yes or no answer. I'm sorry, I take that back. It is not a yes or no answer. It's a 50-50 answer. So, before I give you the category and we start in this, I am going to hold up a number here. Hannah, I'm holding up a number for Jeff and Marissa to see. Is it an odd or an even number? Odd. Oh, it is even, which means the gentleman will be going first in our pregame. <laughs> Sorry, Marissa. <laughs> it's cool. It usually works out better this way. Because <laughs> then we can figure out what's going on. Your pregame is pretty simple. I want you to tell me, is what I'm going to be saying... A scent from Bath and Body Works or one of the My Little Ponies? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. And the boys get to go first. Lovely. So is this a Bath and Body Works scent or a My Little Pony? Jeff, Jeremy, it's Sunset Shimmer. Hmm. So, Sunset Shimmer, Jeremy, that, to me, sounds like a My Little Pony. You know, and that was my that was my gut instinct as well, because, and this is strange, maybe. So, not really. Probably. I don't know. You guys decide. So, 
when I hear Shimmer, I don't necessarily think Bath and Body Works because their stuff doesn't really have like glitter in it. So like my mom and my sister, they bought a lot of that stuff like growing up. So, you know, and now we buy like the candles and things like that. I've never seen anything noted as Shimmer from Bath and Body Works. Um, so yeah, my gut tells me that that's, that's uh, My Little Pony. And I like your gut, so let's go with that. My Little Pony <laughs> is a correct answer. Yeah. Hannah and Marissa, your option is going to be Cherry Berry. Uh, Hannah, I'm going to lean towards a uh, Bath and Body Works smell on this one. I I buy a lot of candles, and I don't feel like I've ever seen Cherry Berry. Yeah. I'm just wondering if it's like, like one of the little hand pony. sanitizers or... Cause I don't, yeah, because they don't... have Cherry Merlot. Mm. Okay, Ooh. are you leaning more towards My Little Pony? I am, yeah. Okay. Let's go with it. Okay. <laughs> and Cherry Berry is a My Little Pony nicely done. Good job. Nice pull. Yeah. Jeff and Jeremy, your option is Cashmere Glow. I'm confident on this one, Jeff. Good. Let's go with it. Bath and Body Works. That is a Bath and Body Works scent. Nicely done to the gentleman. Number four, Hannah and Marissa. It's Tempest Shadow. Ooh. That's definitely a pony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an R-rated pony? Right? <laughs> what kind of pony are you? Gee. Tempest Shadow. That's from the BDSM line of uh, My Little Ponies. It's probably it's probably like one of the the dark brown yeah, black I mean, horses. Yeah, you might be right on this one. I'm telling you, I, lo- I buy a I buy a Never lot heard of, of candles. Bath and Body Works scent with this name. I need an answer. Pony. Pony. And it is a My Little Pony nicely done. <laughs> I want to look at this pony when we're done. I gotta look at this. <laughs> Number five, Jeremy and Jeff, White Jasmine. Ooh. Um, so I feel like Jasmine's a pretty popular, uh, pretty popular smell. Yeah, it's a popular perfume scent. Yeah. But is it too obvious? It does seem a little obvious. Right. I almost, I almost actually feel like I know that this one is Bath and Body Works. Also, if it's not, it probably could be a little problematic considering these days. Yeah, I mean, I feel so, like if uh, it's not, why, why isn't it? Um, I, I would be confident saying Bath and Body Works. Same. I'll, well, let's go with that. Bath and Body Works. And that is Bath and Body Works. Nicely done. Can the girls follow suit? We have not had an incorrect answer yet. Your option is Boardwalk Taffy. That's definitely a candle. Yeah, that's definitely a candle. It's got to be Bath and Body Works scent. I can smell it. Like it's got coconut and maybe like a little citrus. I just smell pure sugar. If if you've (laughs) ever been to the Atlantic Atlantic City Boardwalk or any of the Jersey boardwalks, it just smells like pure sugar. Nothing like it. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. I think that's definitely a Bath and Body Works scent. 
and the girls have caught up. It is six to six. That is a Bath and Body Works scent. Number seven goes to the boys. Your option is Cotton Blossom. Pretty confident on this one, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And the confidence <laughs> is leaning towards? I feel like I've seen it. Like, I've seen it before at Bath and Body Works. I've been dragged there for candles many times over the years <laughs> of my life. Look, it's coming in handy for you, though. I mean, I enjoy them. They, they smell great. See, I think yeah. my mind immediately went and picked up on the Blossom, and I know that that's a Powerpuff Girl. Mm, so, uh, that's a good point. So maybe maybe my mind's just taking me there because of that. Uh, yeah, let's go. It, it it could very well be Bath and Body Works. I don't feel good enough to think any other way. <laughs> okay. Are we going with Bath and Body Works then? We are. Oh, that is a correct answer. Nicely done. Oh, God. Why would you do that? <laughs> That's like one of my favorite scents, Jeff, for, especially for hand soaps. I did not know people had this this strong of ties to Bath and Body Works scents. Like, this oh, is news do. to me. Oh, they do. My sister, I, I vividly remember the scent of the sweet pea smell because that's all she ever used. All right, women, ladies, girls. What's the what's the what's the correct colloquial greeting for 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 two you, women? You just call us ladies. That's ladies, I like ladies. Yeah, we do like a batch of bitches. That's a good one for us. And there's our episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is Twilight Sparkle. Oh, that is one hundred percent a My Little Pony. Absolutely. There was no editing trick there. As soon as I said it, she shouted out My Little Pony, and that is a correct answer. Gentlemen, can you go perfect in the pregame? Your option is Lemon Tart. I, uh, hmm. I mean, I know it is a flavor. That's for sure. Yes. Lemon Tart. I don't think a My Little Pony would be a Lemon Tart. I don't either. They're always like sparkles or shadows or right or shimmer, glimmer, whatever. Yeah, I, I think we, we we're pretty good here. It's got to be a uh, Bath and Body Works. I'm with you. Let's do it, Bath and Body Works. Oh no! <gasps> it is not. It is a My Little Pony. Well, I hate it. And for the girls, for the ladies, for the batch of bitches to take a to, uh, 10 to 8 lead, yours is Sweet Pea. Oh. <laughs> you, what? Yes! Get out of here. Go for it, Hannah. Take it home. Well, between that and cucumber melon, definitely a scent at Bath and Body Works. That is correct. This is bullshit. Oh. <laughs> I think I I'm actually protesting. have... I have hand soap that smells like sweet pea, like just right here. So I want to throw out there, this is one of those reasons, this is the perfect example of why you don't talk too loudly at your table at Pub Quiz. You don't know what the next question is going to be. Fair point. With a score of 10 to 8, the batch of bitches has taken a lead over a couple of dicks. (laughs) (laughs) That we definitely are, too. And we're going to move into round one. Round one, question number one. Your category is called Shrink My Brain. Lock-in rules apply. Everyone's got their phones out. Marissa is typing one-handedly because she can't move one of her arms. Here is your question. 
who is considered the founder of a system of psychological theory and therapy which aims to treat mental disorders by investigating the interaction of conscious and unconscious elements in the mind and bringing repressed fears and conflicts into the conscious mind by using techniques such as dream interpretation and free association. All right, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, we're locking in. All right, a couple of dicks is locked in. Batch of bitches, talk it out. So, that's the same person, Hannah. I, no, I couldn't hear you. Oh, your text. That's the same person, is it not? That's just his first yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, I'm I probably confident didn't with that spell one. It right. But. Um, I don't. I don't really. I don't really know a whole lot about Freud, unfortunately. I just know he's kind of like he was a leader in the mental the study of mental health, but I don't really yeah, know much. I think he's considered I, I think widely people don't think that he was right about a lot of stuff now, but right. conscious and unconscious, I think that in my mind I was immediately thinking like, oh I think this is Freud. Yeah, uh, let's go with it. I think it I think it is too. I can't really think of anyone else, so Okay. Let's go with it. Yeah, we can we'll lock in with that. Played by Rod Loomis in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, it was in fact Sigmund Freud. Jeff, also, what did you and Jeremy we say? We also went with Freud. Yeah, I'm, I forgot. the correct answer, Chris. <laughs> he likes to do that to you, doesn't he? He just assumes that you know. We can prove it based on our text messages to each other that we did that we did say Freud. <laughs> I, I apologize about that, guys. I'm gonna just going to hold back on the drinking for now. <laughs> you, could, you could consider that a Freudian slip. <laughs> Ooh! Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Round one, question number two. Your category is in speeches. JFK's famous moon speech was given at Rice University in 1962. In it, he, in it, he said, we choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade or decade <laughs> and do other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Well, we did reach the moon in that decade, but what year did we do it? We can lock. Oh, good. Marissa does not know where JFK is buried, but knows the answer to this question. Oh, God. It's never gonna, I'm never going to live that one down. Oh. Uh, so, the, the decade or the year? Well, I gave you the decade. I need the year. Oh, okay. I feel pretty uh, good about... The girls have locked in. Hi, Jeremy. Uh, got any ideas? I'm pretty well, sure it's late sixties. It is, yeah. So I, I have a number in my in mind, um, and it's maybe, it's maybe throw it out there. <laughs> oh, that's right, because they're locked in. My my bad. Yeah. Um, so sixty nine sounds for some reason just is the, is the year that stuck out to me, and I really I don't that, have a basis for why. Well, I think there's some. Um, some of those weird association tricks uh, for mm. me, but I also believe you're right. I think 69 is what I'm thinking of. All um, I think of is the song Summer of 69, but for some reason that just, as soon as he was asked, he asked that that was the number that hit my brain. So I believe you're right. Okay. So we'll lock in with 1969. The gentlemen have locked in with 1969. Heather. Damn. Hannah and Marissa. <laughs> Heather's not even here. I've met the girl like twice. Hannah and Marissa, what do you say? 
so we can thank uh, the Disney Channel for this one and even Stevens for their musical episode where Ren sings about uh, the moon in science. And we went to the moon in 1969, not 1968 or 1970, but 1969. And July 20th, 1969 is your correct answer. Nicely done to both teams. We do these things not because they're easy, but because they're hard. Why did your JFK come off Russian? It did sound a little bit Russian. I was going to say, why is Arnold doing this speech? What's happening here? Arnold Schwarzenegger as JFK. I would watch that movie. All right, recast that. that. Okay. Round one, question number three. Your category is in God, I hate Shakespeare. That's right, I said it. In Shakespeare's play Hamlet, the title character of Hamlet was the Prince of Denmark. The character of Fortinbras was in a brief few scenes, but delivered the final lines that represent a hopeful future for the monarchy of Denmark. He was, though, actually a prince of what other Scandinavian country? Uh, can we get name and title one more time? Uh, so the, the main character's name is Hamlet. The play is uh, Hamlet. I'm familiar. Uh, no, the, the gentleman is a prince from a different country, and his name is Fortinbras, F-O-R-T-I-N-B-R-A-S. And that's, uh, I just had to look up its pronunciation to validate that I was pronouncing it correctly according to Google. Okay. We're going to lock in with an uncertain answer. All right. The women have locked in. Jeff and Jeremy, talk it out. I got to be real. I legitimately hate Shakespeare. Uh, I mean, so, so this question it, was written for you. It absolutely was. I have zero clues, and picking a Scandinavian country would literally just be a shot in the dark for me. So I'm open to any thoughts you might have, sir. Uh, so Scandinavian countries, let's name some. We got Sweden, right? Norway, mm-hmm. Finland. Iceland. Is that, that Scandinavian? Yeah, it, it probably counts. Switzerland. Um, what? Can, I'm sorry, and can you say the guy's name one more time? His name is Fortinbras. F O R T I N B R A S. Fortinbras. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Um, uh, I mean. I feel like I would just have to go with what I feel like would be the most common of those places, maybe? That's where my head's going. So, for which uh, which is that to you? To me, I was thinking Norway. Yeah, that was the first one that stuck out to me, too. Um, I mean, the other ones, yeah, they're all Scandinavian also, but yeah, Norway just seems, I don't know, it just feels right. I mean, I, f- I kind of feel like it doesn't sound Finnish. Mhm. Yeah. I, I mean, and I guess it doesn't really sound Icelandic. No, I feel so like I, there would I, be more. Honestly, to me, it sounded more German-esque. So I, I think Norway would fit. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That makes logical All sense right. to me. Let's lock it in. Lock then. It. They have locked in with Norway. Marissa and Hannah, what did you say? This one was in all a Hannah. Turn of events. We have um, 
also guessed Norway. So I don't know all the history here, but uh, my understanding is Finland got its independence from Russia. I think it was like the early 1900s. I don't know that they were their own country back when, quote unquote, Scandinavia was first done. Scandinavia, Mm. if I'm not mistaken, is a combination of three kingdoms. I believe the original interpretation of it was Denmark, Sweden and Norway. Iceland didn't get any type of freedom, I don't believe, until... We had a question on this not too long ago, but it was until World War II. So you're down mm. to those two. It's either going to be Sweden or Norway, because it's not Denmark. Uh, Hamlet was the Prince of Denmark, and Norway is a correct answer. Ooh, good job, Hannah. Wow. Way to pull that out of all four of your collective asses. A lot of ass pulling. Oh, no. There, it was only Hannah on this side. <laughs> <laughs> Three asses. Hmm. All right. Fun fact. Hannah once called Norway, Norwegia. Oh. <laughs> we were in Epcot, and I think we were drinking around the world. So I we wanted to go on a ride in Norwegia. As she wanted to do. go on the Norwegia ride. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, by the way, the, the frozen ride in Norway is insanely cool. I do miss uh, Maelstrom, though. I love some Maelstrom. Ah. The technology in the, nor- in the frozen ride is really cool. The technology alone is awesome. Mm-hmm. We rode Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway this weekend, and that was incredible. Talk about some amazing imagineering. Round one, question number four. Your category is, it's Greek to me. What word (laughs) is shared by the 24th and final letter of the Greek alphabet and a Swiss watch manufacturer? Locked in. Locked in. I already locked in. You can't lock in. Okay. Uh, okay, you guys are locked? Okay. Uh, I believe that is Omega, Hannah. That's what I was just texting you, because, like, the Alpha and the Omega. Mm-hmm. Correct. It is the Alpha to Omega. Uh, is yep. that a watch brand, too? Good job, Jeremy. We haven't locked yet. It sure is. But it definitely is Omega. They have locked in Omega. Jeff and Jeremy, what did you say? Uh, we also said Omega. Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, is a correct answer. Nicely done. It is Omega. So we are having a hell of a first round. Your score is right now as we move into round two. Jeff and Jeremy with 48. Hannah and Marissa hanging strong with a perfect score of 50. Hey, can you guys stop that? No. (laughs) Round two, question number one. Your category is in musical puzzles. Yeah. Uh, again, this is written by my wife, Leah. I have taken a song title and put the four words of the title through my thesaurus. Your job is to figure out what the actual song title is. Your thesaurusized song is Platform Covering Unhinged H2O. Can you repeat, please? Platform Covering Unhinged H2O. This is so much harder than I actually thought it would be. Yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> okay, Hannah, go with it. I like it. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm just thinking in my mind. So. Oh, you're just thinking. Okay, all right. Sorry. Platform covering unhinged H2O. You can't talk yet. Yeah, you're better off talking via messaging with Jeff than with them on the phone. Uh, we're locked. Yep. Jeff, 
and Jeremy have locked in. Hannah and Marissa talk it out. I am sorry, Hannah, but I am horrible with uh, anything that relates to music and recalling a song title. It is not my forte. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to think about this logically. If you were to take the thesaurus, so platform, like platform, platform yeah. could be like a stage or like a box you, or yeah, like a soapbox or. Like your belief system, if you think about it that way. So I don't know. We'll yeah. come back to that one. So covering, be like over or covering. <laughs> Tarp. Um, uh, yeah. Covering. Hiding. Hmm. Unhinged would be like wild or crazy or mental. And Can we get a H2O decade from which this song water. came from? The gentlemen have already locked in without any hints. I am not allowed to provide anything further than just what the question is. Well, I guess my best guess would be Stage over wild water. Do you do you know any song? Okay, let's think about songs that end in water. Mm. Don't go chasing waterfalls. But that ends in falls. So is waterfalls one or, word? I'm assuming H- yes, right? Yes. H2O Obviously. could be river. It could be ocean. It could be river. lake. Okay. Is there something wild river or crazy river or um, the river bend? Um, it, what's that ocean song? There's one, well, something. I, don't know, I feel like this is probably like a John Mayer song or something. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Just going by, it's ending in something with a water. Yellow submarine. I don't know. I don't feel like we're going to get there. Yeah, I don't think so either. So uh, let's just go with yours. It's probably the best guess we have. All right. Uh, what did I say? Stage covering. No, stage over. Stage over. Cra- crazy water. So they have locked in with stage over crazy water. Jeff and Jeremy, what do you say? <laughs> so we went with bridge over troubled water. Oh, my oh. gosh. How did we not get there, Hannah? You were so close. It is, in fact, the Simon and Garfunkel classic Bridge Over Troubled Water. Nicely done, gentlemen. (laughs) I thought you guys were going to get it with talking about it so much. You were so close. You had Uh, over and water. You just didn't get bridge or troubled. So half points? No. (laughs) Pretty please. No. But but I will give you a thoughtful nod and a cheers. You worked hard for it, for getting it wrong, but you worked hard for it. You got two words, Hannah. Good job. This isn't high school, Hannah. Hard work and getting the wrong answer does not still pay off. No. <laughs> okay. Round two, question number two. Your category is in agriculture. Although closely associated with a nearby state, what fruit is South Carolina most known for? It is South Carolina's state fruit. 
and they also say that this fruit is tastier in there. That sounds really dirty. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, tastier in where? In South Carolina. Oh, fun. Not quite as fun as what you were thinking, but go right ahead. I think we can lock. Jeff and Jeremy talk it out. Well, I I think you're right. Uh, uh, The first hint gave it away, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. For me, honestly, the the funniest thing is I remember from a show, uh, so from House of Cards, where he's from, his hometown of, of, of... we can say things, right? So that they're lost. Yes, they already locked. I'm eternally afraid of screwing it up, so uh, I'm going to be hesitant. So, <laughs> being from Gaffney, South Carolina, I remember um, in that show a lot of the like billboards and the water tower and stuff. If you remember, if you ever watched that show, um, House of Cards, the water tower in his hometown in Gaffney was a giant peach. Hmm. So that's why I remember. That's. The only connection I had to knowing. Who works for me? So what is your answer? So we'll go with Peach. They've locked in Peach. Hannah and Marissa, what do you say? We also said Peaches. And Peaches is a correct answer. Nicely done, nicely done. (laughs) Ten points for everybody. Round two, question number three. Your category is in Disney... In what Pixar film is a character handed a business card with the phone number 787-7476 printed on it? Can you repeat what character? We're looking for the Pixar film in which a character is handed a business card with the phone number 787-7476 written on it. Hannah, you want to lock? Yeah. Okay. Hannah and Marissa have locked in Jeremy and Jeff. Talk it out. So, so so you've got an idea. I was just getting ready to type to you. Uh, That literally didn't stir anything in me. Uh, No, I had nothing. So. Well, there's multiple iterations of that movie. Aren't there multiple iterations of that movie? Isn't there like a one and a... Aren't there multiples? Yeah, there's two versions of The Incredibles. So is it one or the other? Is that going to matter? If if, if there's multiples, Chris, of that movie, do we have to specifically state which one? I'm looking for the exact movie, if that helps answer your question. Oh, shit. I mean, it didn't, but thank you. Because <laughs> um, that, that, if it was that movie, Jeff, I would not be able to narrow. I, I don't. I think at that point, we just flip a coin. Yep. So you All flip right. it. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to flip it a little bit logically. I think because I've seen the more recent one more recently. Cool words, Jeff. <laughs> Um, I think if I were going to choose, I'd have to pick the first one just because I, I have no, no recollection of that. So if you have a feeling that that's it, I would have to go with the first one. All right. Let's go with that. The Incredibles. They have locked in with the Incredibles. Marissa, Hannah, what did you say? Okay. So this is making me nervous now because 
trying to think of anyone, any other movie that had a card. But the one that I definitely know that a character handed another character a card is Toy Story 2. When Al from Al's Toy Barn hands Andy's mom a business card um, when she oh. takes Woody away from him when he's trying to buy him from her. Um, and then ultimately comes back and Jimmy's opened the toolbox and takes him. So we went with Toy Story 2. They have locked in with Toy Story 2. So I gave you the the spelling uh, or the phone number itself. If you were to take those numbers and put it into a phone, you would get the letters S-U-P-R-H-R-O for superhero. Uh. It is in the first Incredibles movie when they're trying to lure Mr. Incredible out of retirement. The answer is the Incredibles. Oh, good wow. pull. Uh, I wish I. I remember that now. That. When yeah, it's when they're trying. The one lady the, is trying yeah. to get the blonde. Mr. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Straight His out. Name. Yes. Good job. Nice pull. Nice pull. Good job, Jeremy. Round two, question number four. Your category is in oh the places you will go. Gr Deli Square is a landmark public square with shops, restaurants, and a five-star hotel. A portion of the area was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1982. In what U.S. city's Marina District can you find this historic site? Block. Okay, Marissa and Hannah have locked in. Jeremy and Jeff, talk it out. I mean, so we, so Hannah and I spent um, a week or so out here many years ago. Geez, I don't even remember how long. More than ten. Um. In, in San Francisco, and I remember we were down in Fisherman's Wharf, which would be the Marina District, I believe you are speaking of. Um, so, yeah, so for us, we, um, Jeff and I both agreed that it was San Francisco. And Hannah and Marissa, what did you say? Uh, so we, we went to San Francisco, well, my family, not Jeff. Jeff was not in part of the family yet. Nope. Uh, we went to San Francisco. In 2007, and stayed on Cannery Row, um, and was right next door to uh, Ghirardelli in San Francisco. So I have also been to San Francisco. I've been there twice, and I have not liked it either time I've been there. Um, I love it. Both trips were just miserable. I was not a fan of San Francisco, but it is your correct answer. Nicely done to both teams. Well, I guess for the record, hi, my name is Jeff, and I have not been to San Francisco, so, you know, screw the rest of these guys. <laughs> we'll take you, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Jerry, Thank what's you. the name of that the sourdough bread company that's right down there um, on the wharf? Do I get bonus points for this? No. Do you yep. remember it? Damn it. Boudin Bakery. Yeah. They have, like, that's the oldest true. mother in, the in like, yep. of all. Yeah, they make uh, they make all the different bread. They make different things like alligators and bear, teddy yeah. bears out of bread. And yeah, we had breakfast outside there once. Well, one of the mornings we were there, I remember. I've got an inkling right now for Cafe Du Monde beignets from uh, New Orleans. Wow, on a totally unrelated note. Completely unrelated, except I'm dieting and hungry. Uh, I feel you, bro. All right, <laughs> we are heading into halftime. Your scores heading into halftime are. Marissa and Hannah have 70 points. Jeff and Jeremy 
have only missed one question, and that was in the pregame. They have 88 points. Dang. Sorry, Hannah. We'll, we'll come back. I'm going to recommend that you take a pen and paper and write these down. Your midpoint category is Hail to the Chief. He's the Chief and he needs hailing. Does anyone know what movie that's from? Hail to the the Chief. He's the Chief and he's hailing. Is it Kid President? No, it is my fellow Americans. What's that? Oh my god. Never seen it. Nope. Am I just older than I'm no. older than all of you, aren't I? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I think it came out like when I was in high school, and I thought it was funny in high school. Then when I got into college, it was hilarious. Um, it's really funny. Okay. Your midpoint. I'm going to give you the name of an actor. You need to tell me the television show or movie where he or she played the president of the United States. There are five actors, and each correct answer is worth four points. Your first actor is Dennis Haysbert. Your second actor is John Travolta. Your third actor is Mary McDonnell. But I will say on Mary McDonnell, I don't believe she's playing the president of the United States. I believe she's just playing president. Your fourth actor is Jack Nicholson. And your fifth actor is Gina Davis. Those five, one more time. Dennis Haysbert, John Travolta... Mary McDonnell, Jack Nicholson, and Gina Davis. Now, do you want me to tell you if they were a TV show or a movie? Uh, yes. yes, please. Dennis Haysbert is a television show. John Travolta is a movie. Mary McDonnell is a TV show. Jack Nicholson is a movie. And Gina Davis is a TV show. Man, if somebody ever got a hold of our uh, our string of texts here, Jeff, they'd be like, "What is actually? What are they talking about?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we ready to lock, Jeremy? Yep. I think we are locked in, Chris. All right, the gentlemen have locked in. Hannah and Marissa, talk it out. Oof. <laughs> so we at least know one, right, Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I can come up with one. I, I'm just so, okay. Uh, so let freak. I don't know why, but I was t- that one was equally hilarious and terrified me at the same time. <laughs> Which one do you know? So we think that Jack Nicholson was president in Mars Attacks. Yes. Um, 100%. I think Gina Davis was in a TV show called Commander in Chief. I never saw it. I don't really know anything about it. I want, uh, I think we're going to guess Mary McDonald was in House of Cards. Oh, but you said that she wasn't U.S. president. Ooh. So maybe, are you thinking maybe more like towards <sighs> what other. Because it was a TV show. Um, what other TV shows would have had presidents, but not American presidents? So, like anything dealing with like governmenty kind like of maybe Narcos. Would that one have a female president? Maybe. I never saw. Or uh, what else is there? Uh, Jeff watched the Americans. I never watched the Americans, so I don't know. 
if there's a female president in that. Uh, okay, so like 24 probably had a president. Uh, yeah. Okay, Homeland was the show that Jeremy was just watching. Okay, so let's at least go with the, what did we say? The two that we know? Uh, we know Jack Nicholson. Or we think we know Jack Nicholson. I don't know. It probably, it might be the, what's that one movie? It's like a, it's like Dick something. It's like, oh, it's from like the early 2000s, maybe late 90s. Oh, Lord, I have no idea. Because now I'm thinking maybe it's that one. What's that one Before? that, um, Madam Secretary? No. Oh, that's... what's that? No, that'd be, I don't, did she become president? I don't know. I know it's yeah, not Veep. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um. Great show, by the way. Yeah, I miss Veep. Hardcore miss Veep. Um. Secretary was also very good. Spoilers. Okay, so let's do, at least go we, with the I ones wanna, that we know. I want to say that one that the male maybe is from. Uh, West Wing, because, well, Leah is a huge West Wing fan. Um, but I don't know if she would throw something that's that obvious in. Which one? Dennis or Mary? Yeah. De- well, Dennis, I don't know if there was a female president. I've never watched West Wing, so I don't know. All right, let's say Dennis for West Wing. Okay. John Travolta... Uh, what, what would have been a big one in the 90s, 80s? Pulp Fiction? Well, he wasn't a president in Pulp Fiction, I don't believe. Not that you know of. <laughs> um, We're saying Mary McDonald for Narcos. <laughs> Sure, Jack let's Nicholson go. Is, or did we want to use her for House of Cards? I don't know. But now I think it's Homeland because Jeremy kind of gave it away for something. Is Gina Davis in Homeland? No, I think she's in Commander-in-Chief. Okay, so do you think Mary McDonald is in Homeland? Sure, let's Thanks, say Jeremy, that. Thanks, Jeremy, for the tip there. He's led us astray. And then Jack Nicholson, we're saying Mars Attacks. And that's our answer. We're locked in. Okay, let's go with it. Okay, I'm going to read out each individual uh, actor, and you tell me what you believe the answer is. Okay. We're going to start with Dennis Haysbert. West Wing. Jeff and Jeremy, what did you go with for Dennis Haysbert? Uh, That is, I believe, the singular one that I had any idea on, uh, and I know that it is 24. Oh, Oh, you said that, Hannah, too. He is President David Palmer on 24. Nicely done. He is also, if you don't know, Pedro Serrano from the Major League movie franchise. That he no is. And, and Mr. Allstate, Allstate himself. Yeah. Your next one is John Travolta. Let's start with Jeff and Jeremy. What did you say? So this is one of the ones that I knew, um, and that is Primary Colors. Mm. Hannah and Marissa. Well, I never saw that. And what did we say, Hannah? Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction? (laughs) And Primary Colors is a correct answer. Nicely done, gentlemen. Number three is Mary McDonnell. 
Jeff and uh, Jeremy, what did you say? Uh, I think we locked in with Star Trek. <laughs> and Marissa and Jeez. Marissa and Hannah, what did you say? I don't know. What Homeland? did we say? Did we say House of Cards or Homeland? I don't know. <laughs> Homeland? So Jeff and Jeremy get points for being closest. It is a spaced-themed television show, but she is the president on Battlestar what? Galactica. Oh. No, oh. yes, she is. Oh, Wait, so, so how many how many points did we get for that? Zero points. Oh. Well, you said we got points for being... Oh, damn it. Who runs this game anyways? Uh, Chris at PubTriviaExperience.com. <laughs> hey, that and does good. He would have given us points for getting Battlestar Galactica, though. He would have given us extra points. Number four, Jack Nicholson. Marissa and Hannah, what did you say? We said Mars Attacks on that one. Jeff and Jeremy. Well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, uh, you we went with a few good men. Well, um, in A Few Good Men, he did order a Code Red, and that is not the Mountain Dew, by the way. Not the Mountain Dew. <laughs> but he was in the military. He was not the commander-in-chief of the military, though. The correct answer is, in fact, Mars Attacks. Can't we all yeah. just get along? <laughs> I love that movie. Last one on the list is Gina Davis. We'll start with Marissa and Hannah. We said, yeah, Commander-in-Chief. Jeff and Jeremy. Yes, we. Um, I, I concur with my beautiful wife on this one. Um, I came up with Commander-in-Chief as well. Commander-in-Chief is a correct answer. Good job, Hannah. Um, for the for the for the team of women on here, uh, you mentioned, I believe, Madam Secretary, and if I'm not mistaken, that's uh, Tia Leone, is it? It is, and she does become president eventually. And the show, the show's intro screen does change to Madam President. Hmm. And I have had a crush on her since the original Bad Boys. I am horrible at real presidents and fake ones. <laughs> it's okay. Your scores will be going to round three. The gentlemen have 100. The women have 78. It is anybody's mm. game. Round three, question number one, your category is in. I've been here before. I recognize that tree. Which holiday celebrated only in the United States and Canada is celebrated on February 2nd every year? We can lock. Hannah and Marissa have locked in. Jeff and Jeremy talk it out. Well, so, okay, Jeremy just texted me Arbor Day, and so I was just getting ready to text back. Uh, that was also my first instinct, but well, I thought that was later in spring. About the tree. Is that why? Was that what triggered you? Was because Chris said something tree, I've seen that tree before? Can you tell me it again, Chris? What was the category? No. The no. Yes, Wait, you get the category and the question again. Category. I just can't give additional information. The category is, I've been here before. I recognize that tree. <gasps> okay, so I'm hearing it again. I'm thinking it's not Arbor Day. I'm thinking it's nope. uh, the one. Groundhog Day. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I'm glad you asked for a repeat on that because that triggered me. Yeah, I think it's Groundhog Day. 
Let's go with that. We're final. They have locked in Groundhog Day. Hannah and Marissa, what did you say? I laughed because when Jeremy said that he one of them texted each other Arbor Day, it was because Marissa texted me Arbor Day. And I was like, no, it's Groundhog Day. (laughs) Yeah, the tree tree caught me too. And clearly Hannah caught the I've been here before. I was just trying to think of like February. And what is your guess? Groundhog Day. Well, I think when we all go back to work in the office, we can take a lesson from Punks of Tony Phil and Bill Murray because you do not want to drive angry. Your correct answer is Groundhog's Day. Nicely done to both teams. Good job, Hannah. Round three, question number two. Your category is in Doggies Are Better Than People. Here is your question. This famous American author wrote of a 1960 cross-country trek with his poodle in Travels with Charlie. The book was published two years later, and according to the author's oldest son, the reason for the trip was because the author knew that he was dying and wanted to see his country one last time. What author was it? Can we get a uh, a rereading of that? There was something I wanted to listen for. Was it my dulcet tones? No, it was because it was so damn long. Okay. (laughs) This famous American author wrote of a 1960 cross-country trek with his poodle in the book Travels with Charlie. The book was published two years later, and according to the author's oldest son, the reason for the trip was that the author knew he was dying and he wanted to see his country one last time. Uh, Did you mention a year? I mentioned a year, yes. It was the, it was 1960. I got like a four-second attention span here, okay? Oh, boy. That's tough. Yeah. Same. Between our dog coughing and our cat meowing, I don't think we're allowed to be back on the podcast anymore. <laughs> we're going to have to lock her and both of them in the bedroom next time. Wow. Oh, God, that was loud. You're real mouthy. I mean, look at her. She's standing there yelling at me. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff, you're right. I think you are right, Jeff. Nope. Still. (laughs) I gave up. I have no idea. I can't think of anything else, so we can log in with that. With, well, with, with, I'm going to send it again. With, with yours. With the mine, one, the, la- the one we're talking, the one we're talking about. Okay, yes. well, I didn't know if you'd switch gears. We're locking in. Jeff and Jeremy have locked in. Marissa and Hannah, talk it out. See, so do you want us to go through the list of people that we've already come up with? So far, we have <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut. It's quite hilarious. <laughs> oh, Hemingway. We're at this point, I think, just generally naming authors: um, Roald Dahl, Dr. Seuss. Kurt Vonnegut. Do you think it's any of those? <laughs> I, I, well, Hemingway was probably already dead, I think, right? He died. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. No, his house is, his house in the Keys is old. It's, yeah. I don't, I, it's probably the most obvious and I cannot. Okay. So who wrote Hitchhiker's Guide? Like Douglas Adams? Yes. Him? I don't know. When did he, 
when did he die? And that was British, wasn't he? He was British. Oh, yeah. So, no. Who writes all those? No, he's still alive. James Patterson? <laughs> he's still alive. So is Stephen King, right? Mm, yeah. What if it's, like, the guy who wrote all the, uh... Who wrote all the, like, raunchy romance novels that old ladies read? Oh, Fabio? Well, that's the that's who it's, like, modeled after, right? But who's the <laughs> author? I can't remember his name. I thought those were all written by women. Are they? Maybe. I have no idea. Um... I don't know. I'm like, I'm leaning, like, travels with Charlie. Who the hell would ride around with their dog? I know. I mean, I, mean, I would. Well, okay. I know, I know, but like, across country, well, I guess a lot of no people thanks. do. I'll pass. <sighs> travels with Charlie. It can't be Dr. Seuss. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> he wouldn't have written a novel about it. It would have been a children's book. And who's to say it isn't a tra- children's book? I don't know. It's not Carl Hyacin because he's still alive and still writing. Or Hayson, whatever his name is. Um, I know Vonnegut died. Well, Vonnegut, I know, was still alive in the 70s, at least, because I watched um, the Howard Ashe documentary on Disney Plus, and he was at one of his shows that he redid his one of his books as a musical. I think that was in the seventies. Well, like, I believe it was in the seventies and eighties. Um, it was eighties actually. I think. Um, so I don't think it was Vonnegut. I don't know. Ronald Dahl, I think, was British. Actually, now that I think of it. Uh, Ronald is, Dahl. Is there somebody named Steinbrenner? Yeah. John Steinbrenner. That's who wrote Mice of Men, Grapes of Wrath. Um, I just don't know when he died because that was that was like a Dust Bowl era which is like what, 1920s? 30s? Oh yeah, that's too long ago. Um, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be really obvious and I just cannot... <laughs> For the life of me, think of who it is. Oh, oh, who wrote The Giving Tree and Where the Sidewalk Ends? What's his name? Shel Silverstein. Oh, Do you think it might have been yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's our answer. You want to go with that? I don't think it might be, I don't think it's right, but it's about as close to a author I mean, in that, that era that I think sense, I can get though. to. But again, I don't know. Maybe okay. not, because I think, I feel like he was still putting out books in the 90s. Oh. Yeah, but I I like that answer though. Okay, well we'll go with the it. The lack of a better one. They have locked in Shell Silverstein, gentlemen. What did you say? So we were having a good laugh um, because the ladies were close with what we actually picked. It was the wrong wrong name. We went with um, John Steinbeck. Mm. Steinbeck. Steinbeck. Who did, I believe, also write The Giver, Marissa? Mm, no, I don't no? think Steinbeck wrote Was The Giver, not- did he? He, wrote, he no, did write but I, I think he wrote Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, he wrote Grapes yeah, of Wrath just- and Of Mice and Men as well. And also East of Eden. 
The question is, did he write Travels with Charlie? So, John Steinbeck died in 1968. Ernest Hemingway died in 1961. Oh, wait, you said 60, didn't you? Shel Silverstein died not too long ago. Shel Silverstein, if you listen to the episode of the Pub Trivia Experience that literally just came out today, you would know that Shel Silverstein died in the 90s or early 2000s, and he was posthumously inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. Mm. Your correct answer, though, the gentleman who drove across the country with his dog Charlie is John Steinbeck. Yeah. Sure, it wasn't Steinbrenner. It is not John Steinbrenner. Steinbrenner owned the Yankees. I was really hoping you guys would go with that just for the (laughs) hilarity of you saying that and then us saying Steinbeck. Yeah. We were like, please let them say Steinbrenner. Yeah, he died in 1968. Uh, This is one of his last works, his last major work, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Leah read the book and loved it, but it's literally just him driving around the country with his dog. Uh, wow. But of mice and men to this day, I can't read it again. I will cry. I can't. I can't. That, that book is just heartbreaking. Round three. Question number three. Your category is in ironic Disney moments. The Snuggly Duckling is a pub in the forest in Corona. In what Disney movie? Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're locked. Give me your answers, ladies and gentlemen. We'll start with Marissa. Tangled. Yeah, it's tangled. Ten points for everybody. It was, in fact, tangled, and I had no idea that was the correct answer. So, yay. Round three, question number four. Your category is, Ray, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. And please tell me if someone knows what movie that's a reference in reference to. I'm assuming Ray. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I got nothing there. We are uncultured swine. I am so old. It's Ghostbusters, guys. Come on. Get your heads out of your asses. Oh, yeah. Never seen it. I'm not good with movie quotes. Ten points off for everybody. Here is your question. Vishnu, Shiva, and Brahma are the major gods, and Lakshmi, Parvati, and Saraswati are the major goddesses in what world religion? Uh, Locked. Jeff and Jeremy have locked in. Hannah and Marissa, talk it out. Uh, Hannah, I believe, yeah, I believe this is Hindu. Um, and I, I want to call back agree. to Diwali episode of The Office on this one. I think that's where I know it from, too. Yeah. So let's go with Hindu. They have locked in Hindu. Jeremy and Jeff, what do you say? Well, I also went with Hindu, and that's because I'm so cultured and remember it from world religions, not from the silly <laughs> office. <laughs> Can I have some more Samoa? These Samoas are so spicy. <laughs> <laughs> it's samosas, not Samoas. Can we do an office trivia? If somebody wants to write it, sure. Your correct answer is, in fact, Hinduism. Nicely done. We're moving on to round four. Your score is hitting into round four. Marissa and Hannah with 108 points. Jeff and Jeremy with 140. Round four, question number one. Your category is elements, my dear Watson. Bronze is an alloy consisting primarily of two elements, atomic numbers 29 and 50. What two elements make up bronze? 
We can lock. Marissa and Hannah are locked. Jeff and uh, Jeremy talk it out. So, uh, Jeff, I just got your text, Jeff. Um, I know for a fact that one of those is correct. I don't know about aluminum. Um, okay. So what are I some am like eighty-five percent sure those are both correct? Okay. But only because I, I'm 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 quite certain that aluminum is a uh, a common filler. Okay. I mean, I'm willing to, to trust alloy that. metals. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Were the alloys? So, what are some other ones though? Just to talk them all through. Aluminum. <laughs> what else? Uh, there's, I don't know, tin. Okay. Oh yeah, tin. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite certain that's 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 a good as good as a guess we're gonna get. Again, it's an educated I'm guess. Willing. Yep, I'm willing. To, I'm good with it, going with that. We'll lock in with copper and aluminum, please. They have locked in copper and aluminum. Hannah and Marissa, what do you think? We have also said copper and aluminum. Copper and aluminum is both teams' answers. Unfortunately, no points given. Uh, <sighs> bronze is primarily made up of copper. That is correct. But around 12% of it is actually made up of tin. Oh, no points given there. And gentlemen, that that ruins your perfect game. Boo. No, we missed one at the beginning. You missed a pregame question, but the actual core of the game, you had not missed one until just now. Dang. Round four, question number two. Your category is in literally today's news. <laughs> is it literally or literally? Yeah, are we like Chris triggering it here or? Literally. <laughs> Astronomers have been dreaming of life outside of Earth for centuries. Just today, the New York Times published an article revealing that scientists have discovered the chemical phosphine in the atmosphere of what planet? We can lock. Hannah and Marissa are locked in. Jeff and Jeremy talk it out. Do you have any initial thoughts? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, if it's like gas maybe it's a specific gas they found on some of the gas giants i mean i have gas i'm a gas giant but but also okay. <laughs> <Chris>. <laughs> you're welcome but the question also mentioned finding life on other planets correct right yes that triggered me for one specific planet but i don't know if it's too obvious and what uh, planet might that be, say you? That planet, says me, would be Mars. It does seem like a uh, pretty easy guess. Right? So, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's as good a guess as I think okay, I would have. Okay, let's go with it. Yeah, let's lock it in. Lock it in with Mars. They have locked in Mars. Hannah and Marissa, what did you say? Hanny, take it away. We went with Venus. Hmm. Why? <laughs> Tell them why, Hannah. Because I saw it on Reddit today. 
<laughs> so your correct answer, um, first off, Jeff, or the New York Times. Like, you didn't have to go on Reddit. It was right on the New York Times' website. But your correct answer is, in fact, fen- uh, Venus. Uh, just so you know, uh, phosphine, phosphonine on Earth is only produced two ways. It's either produced using human uh, process created by humans or naturally by microbes, a small living organism. There are no known non-biological mechanisms on Venus that could produce this gas. So the best producing theory right now is that there are microbes on Venus, and that's where that gas shell is coming from. That is just a theory. There is zero science behind it. We have not tested for it. My understanding from reading the article was that it was a telescope reading of that gas. But still, a very, very interesting reveal that came out just today. Nicely done to Hannah and Marissa as we move to question number three in round four. Your category is in balls and bases. In 1963, what Dodger won the NL MVP award, the Cy Young, and the World Series MVP? All right, Jeff. Pretty sure we're locked. Jeff and Jeremy have locked in. Marissa and Hannah talk it out. NL MVP. Is that the National The League National League M- Most Valuable Player Award? I was trying to decide like it's forty two. <laughs> yeah, you keep guessing <laughs> me forty two. And it's not just the 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 ultimate answer to the question of life. I was trying to decide, like, is Jackie Robinson, like, a completely ridiculous answer? I don't think it is. They just celebrated Jackie Robinson Day. Um, He played for the Dodgers, I believe. When I was trying to decide if NL... Yeah, because that's a National League team. I'm willing to say that, but I might be completely way off base. Well, what do you think it is? Jackie Robinson. Is that what you think it is, or are you just saying that? That's my guess. Okay. I think it's Jackie Robinson. We just celebrated Jackie Robinson Day on the actual Jackie Robinson Day. So they have locked in with Jackie Robinson. Jeff and Jeremy, what did you say? Uh, Well, while Jackie Robinson did play for the Dodgers, uh, he he was not a pitcher. Um, I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. The only reason I believe I even know this is because I believe that this is the only time or maybe one of the very few times that there was a unanimous voting for the Cy Young. Um, And I believe it was Sandy Koufax. So I grew up hearing stories about a particular pitcher uh, who did not have a terribly long career, but was possibly the most dominant pitcher that baseball has ever seen. And that pitcher is Sandy Koufax. I'm sorry, Hannah. I did not catch the Cy Young part of that until just now. I I would have never come up with that anyway, so. <laughs> it's okay. Jeremy was scared, scared that you'd get it by proxy, Marissa. Yep. I'm not working at 100%, so. Because you know me. Yeah. Well, good news is here's your chance for five bonus points. Your category is in fashion and movies. Mm, lovely. What Hollywood director made multiple appearances in the Air Jordan commercials as Mars Blackman, 
a sneaker enthusiast who coined the phrase, it's gotta be the shoes. A bonus five points if you can tell me what cast member from the musical Hamilton portrayed Mars Blackman in the 2011 relaunch of this campaign. Ooh. All right, we're locked in. Jeff and Jeremy are locked in. Hannah, Marissa, what do you think? Well, Hannah, I have no idea. Do you watch sneaker commercials? I do not. And I also have no idea who any directors are. So the only person that I could venture to guess is um, Steven Spielberg. That's the only director I could come up with. And if that's the case, then I want to lean towards um, Jonathan Groff as Blackman. Because I feel like LMM is, is too obvious. Okay. And I don't know if it was Leslie Odom Jr. Um, who else? And I don't know if it was... What's his name that played Lawrence? I'm blanking on his name right now. Wait, who's the guy? Who's is there a director that has like really big eyebrows? Uh, yeah, that's um, Scorsese. Is he a director? Right? Doesn't Scorsese have really big eyebrows? <sighs> and, yeah, he's a director. Martin Scorsese. Would Martin Scorsese have directed a shoe been a shoe commercial? I mean, maybe it'd be kind of it's hilarious. Gotta be the shoes. <laughs> yeah. It was it Woody Allen. Mm. That seems too mainstream for Woody Allen. Well, so is Martin. So it's Martin Scorsese, but. No. I don't know. I feel like Woody Allen would have done something strange like that. And and Spielberg, if it was in the ninety, like if it was in the nineties, because of Jordan, Spielberg was huge at that point. Uh huh. All right, let's go with Spielberg, which is our original instinct. And then I don't, I didn't know who, you, I don't know the cast of uh, Hamilton, so that's on you. Okay. <laughs> well, Jonathan Groff plays. Uh, um, the king plays George. Uh, Ella, Lin Manuel Miranda. I just, I don't know. I don't. I feel like that's too obvious. So, do you want to go, Jonathan Groff? Sure. Okay. They have locked in Steven Spielberg and Jonathan Groff. Jeff and Jeremy, what did you say? Well, I'm I'm so excited to see their version of the commercial. I would uh, watch I'm, that. <laughs> I'm quite certain that the original person was Spike Lee. Oh. However, I'm not sure on the bonus, so my best guess would have been Leslie Odom Jr. They have locked in Spike Lee and Leslie Odom Jr., so as weird as it would be to see Steven Spielberg playing someone named Blackman or Blackman, um, the correct answer is, in fact, New York's own Spike Lee. And the bonus is Anthony Ramos. 
Uh, uh, it was Lawrence. It was John Lawrence. Lawrence, You're right. yeah. So 10 points to Jeff and Jeremy, zero points to, what do we call you, a bag of bitches? Is that what we're calling you? <laughs> oh, I don't bag know. That's so much better. I think it was what batch was of it? bitches, but whatever. <laughs> a batch of bitches. <laughs> a bag of dicks and a bag of bitches. It's a couple of dicks and a bag of bitches. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are, this train has gone way off the tracks. <laughs> All right. Bag of bitches. Here's how your final round is going to go. I'm going to give you your scores, then I'm going to read you three categories. You can wager up to any and all of the points that you have on any of those three categories. You do not have to wager anything at all. It's up to you what you do with your points. Your scores right now. Marissa and Hannah have 118 points. Jeff and Jeremy with 160. Here are your three categories. Category one is in soap operas. Category two is in insurance. And category three is in the NFL. What I'll need you to do is send me over what your wager amounts are per category, and we will get this show on the road. All right, we're locked in, Chris. All right, everyone's wagers are locked in. We're going to start with question number one. Your category is in soap operas. Actress and Bond girl Denise Richards is actually still acting today, though many of us may not know that. In fact, she's a regular character on what daytime soap opera? This show is no stranger to having big names join their cast, as Wayne Brady, Patrick Duffy, Mario Lopez, and Betty White have all been cast members after they became household names. Name that soap opera. Okay, we'll lock in. Yeah, we can lock into. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's start with Jeremy and Jeff. What was your answer? So, I think we're going to go with General Hospital. They have locked in General Hospital. Marissa and Hannah, what did you say? <laughs> well, we could only think of two soap operas. General Hospital was one of them, but we went with Days of Our Lives. Mm. Joey Tribbiani's own Days of Our Lives. Okay. And your correct answer is actually The Bold and the Beautiful. (laughs) Nope. Jeff and Jeremy, what was your wager? A big fat goose egg. They went with zero. Hannah and Marissa, what did you say? Also zero. And I consider this a wasted question because it meant nothing to anybody. <laughs> I mean, it was about soap operas. It, it, in fact, meant nothing to anybody. I mean, maybe if you had had, like, our moms on, they would have known. I'll say this. I was over visiting. My, this is the reason I wrote this. I was visiting my mom last week. And sure enough, I looked at the TV screen and said, is that Denise Richards? She goes, yeah. Like, what the hell is this? It's the bold and the beautiful. Honestly, didn't know that was still on because I know all my children was canceled like back in the early two thousands. But yeah, they were as the my world mom. turns was canceled. Uh, yeah, there, there are a few of them that did not last, but this yeah, the bold and the beautiful is still going. All right, question number two: Your category is in insurance. Betty Grable, Tina Turner, and Michael Flatley 
have each had their legs insured by what insurance company? Can we get bonus points if we know who Michael Flatley is? No, you cannot. I think we can lock. Marissa and Hannah have locked in. Jeff and Jeremy, do you have a consensus? Yeah, go with your answer. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, So they're locked, right? They're locked. What do you think, Jeff? I believe the answer is Lloyd's. They have locked in with Lloyd's. Marissa, Hannah, what did you say? (laughs) We said MetLife. (laughs) We have no idea. Because, like, they do, like, dental and stuff? I don't know. Your correct answer (laughs) is famous for insuring a lot of different things, including, no joke, they actually insure satellites. And they had an insurance plan on a satellite, and rather than paying the plan for when the satellite ran into trouble, rather than paying out the insurance plan, they paid NASA to send a space shuttle up to get it. (laughs) Your correct answer is Lloyd's of London. Okay. I've never even heard of that. That credit completely goes to Jeff. I had no idea. He's texted me and was like, I think maybe Lloyd. I'm like, okay. Would never have come up with that in a million years. Marissa, what did you and Hannah wager? We wagered a whopping 10 points on that one. 10 points. Jeff and Jeremy, what was your wager? Our wager was a sexy 38. God damn it. Your scores going into the final question. Jeff and Jeremy with 198. Marissa and Hannah with 108. Shit. To be fair, I only knew that last question because my mother and I used to watch a lot of Michael Flatley in Riverdance and Lord of the Dance. Ah. The 90s were weird, man. That explains why you know Michael Flatley, not why you know what Lloyds of London is. Right. Do you want to know more about Michael Flatley? I would like to know more about <laughs> Lloyds of London, please. Oh, sorry. Well, I know he's... Uh, I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift uh, is somehow involved with Lloyds as well. But, uh, sure. Well, if you've ever seen Betty Grable, you know why she got those legs insured. Your Same question number three. Question number three, your category is in the NFL. Ray Lewis finished his professional career with a Super Bowl win by defeating what head coach? Ironically, this head coach once played quarterback in the NFL and was actually the victim of Ray Lewis's first professional sack. What coach am I talking about? Y'all can't lock? We need to talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> problem is... Let's talk about that. We're real close. Uh... Oh, oh. Yeah, uh, we're locked. Oh. All right. Marissa, Hannah, talk it out. Is Brett Favre coaching? I don't think so. (laughs) Also, Um, I'm the worst, and I know absolutely nothing. Uh, I can't can't even name coaches that I know. Like I, I know so little. I watch football. I enjoy football. I do not know anything about any of the people who exist on the field. You guy, you're better than me. You at least know about football. I know nothing. Andy Reid was it? Andy Reid? Did he used to play football? (laughs) 
it, no, it was it was uh it was uh the one guy that's in Kicking and Screaming, and he was the coach of the Bears. What's his name? Oh, Ditka is my oh, Ditka. My Ditka. <laughs> Come on, Bing Bong. Uh, the other Andy Reid. <laughs> the other option that I can go with is um, Bill Belichick and his cutoff sweatshirts. Who's your other and... favorite, honey? Man, Hannah knows a lot Come about on. football. Let's go John Graydon or uh, the other Bucks coach. Or there's been more than one Bucks coach. <laughs> you know, I know, other one, know also more than two. in the last eight years. She should know what's um, what I'm talking about, though. She really like likes him. Tony Dungy. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I don't Fun think fact. I played football. So Fun suddenly fact, this game has gone to Mike become Leonard. Jeff versus Jeremy, Hannah, and Marissa. I don't know, Hannah. I, I'm still feeling pretty confident. Let's go. Fuck if I know. And there's your explicit tag. Oh, Lord. Oh, that was quoting Hannah in our text messages. (laughs) Still attributed to Marissa. Still pretty close. Uh, Jeremy's was precisely fuck. Uh, Let's see. What else is there, Hannah? Um, I know. Did Dan Marino ever coach? Don't know. That's a quarterback. Okay, let's just start naming quarterbacks, Hannah. <laughs> oh, Brett Favre. We've come full circle. Brett Favre. <laughs> oh, Peter what's died. his name? Oh, not my fault. Peyton Manning. Eli Manning. Uh, I'm the <laughs> John Madden. I think they've ran out of quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> the 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 one, the other really famous one. I can't remember his name. I think I, I think the best answer to go with is Andy Reid. Okay, Andy Reid. I don't know who that is. The walrus himself. Yeah, you Mike, should look, you should look him up. Out of is it any better than Mike Dicka? No, it's the same. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're they're yeah. both bad nope. answers. And Andy Dicka. <laughs> and the women have locked in Andy Ditka. <laughs> we really are off the rails at this point. That's that was Andy Ditka. Like, is that like Andy Dick's long cousin? Long, long cousin? Yes. No, yes. it's just it's literally Andy Dick's long cousin. That's what it is. <laughs> Dick long cousin. And, Whoa. And his middle uh, name is Fuck If I Know. Yeah, I mean, if you're putting the explicit tag on it, we might as well go for it. What? Well oh, it's already there. We, we crossed that bridge. It's hardcore in there already. We, we crossed that bridge a while ago. They've gone with Andy Ditka. <laughs> Jeff, please bring me back down to normal, normal like feeling. Please, please, please. What did you say? Well, if I do recall this correctly, and I may not because I'm not great at years, but I believe that this was the Harbaugh Bowl. The problem is I was not remembering which brother was which, and then it hit me. That I remember that John was the Ravens coach, so it had to be Jim. So we locked in with Jim Harbaugh. And Jim Harbaugh is a correct answer. And they wagered one million points. And it comes down to, it doesn't come down to wagers at all because the girls got the answer wrong, but 
Marissa and Hannah, what did you say? What was your wager? Absolutely fucking nothing. And Jeff and Jeremy? Uh, 38. And with a Why? final score. Why? the hell is with 38? That was Jeff's I decision. I don't know. I don't know. Seemed good at the time. Is that Trevor Bauer's yeah. name number? You're so in on Trevor Bauer right now. So It is, it is not his name, nor number. his number. <laughs> and with a final score of 236 to 108, Jeff and Jeremy are your champions. Finger gun, finger gun. <laughs> Everybody, that has been another episode of the Pub Trivia Experience. Marissa, go ahead and tell them where they can find us on all the social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Pub Trivia Experience. You can find us on Twitter at Pub Trivia Pod, or you can always shoot us an email at Pub Trivia Experience at gmail.com. And don't forget, Pub Trivia Experience is not the only podcast under the PTE banner. Boozy Bracketology is the newest podcast in the Pub Trivia Experience family. Boozy Bracketology is a March Madness-style bracket where we will break down a bracket on anything throughout the entire month. August was dedicated to Disney movies. September has been dedicated to finding out the best comic book movie ever made. And as we move into October, we're sticking with the movie theme, but we are moving over to identify the best sports movie ever made. With all that being said, for the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. I'm Jeff. I'm Marissa. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Hannah. Have a great week, everybody.